I saw, uh, we, we are on during the week online and a lot of things. If you are not receiving those, you can go online uh, or on Facebook or YouTube or wherever you find us, and you can, I think, push follow. Am I telling somebody right here, John, can you help me push follow? And every time we put something online from the church, you'll get a notification on your phone or iPad, whatever. And we have a something we put on two or three times during the week online. We put on what we call refresh. Well, I follow that, of course, and uh, the other day, Henry, where, where are you? Henry put a refresh on, and he went straight to Isaiah chapter 9 and 6. And I thought, well, how wonderful is that? That's where I'm going to be speaking this morning, Isaiah chapter uh, 9, and I'm going to read verse 6. And I'm going to read verse 7, so I want you to listen very closely to these words as we read. This is seven centuries, 700 plus years prior to the coming of Christ. Here's what the old evangelist of the Old Testament and the prophet said. Unto us a child is born. Unto us a son is given. There's enough theology right there to last you for a while. Let me just tell you, if, if he had come like Israel wanted him to, the way he's going to the second time on a, on a white steed with a shining, glistening sword with all the power, King of kings and Lord of lords, Israel would have accepted him absolutely. They wanted that kind of a Christ called Messiah. But a child is born that mentions the flesh. That brings the humanity into light. That's the element on, on earth. A child is born. But the next line is it comes from heaven. A son is given. I want to tell you it costs God nothing to speak everything there is into being. But when it came time to redeem your soul and mine, it cost him the most precious thing he had, his own son. I want to say it again. Salvation's free, but it certainly didn't come cheaply. So important. And the government will be upon his shoulder. That's not in the sense present, although I believe he rules and reigns. But listen to what he said. His name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. And I'm going to speak on that in a little bit, but I want to go to verse 7, and I want you to understand that seven plus centuries, something that is coming of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. I want to tell you something. This son given, this child born is eternal. Just because you're in a circle doesn't mean you can't say amen. <laughs> Thank you. The increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. It is eternal. Upon the throne of David over his kingdom to order it and establish it with judgment and justice, this king is going to rule over the kingdom of David, the Jews. To order it and establish it with judgment and justice. From that time forward, even forever, the zeal of the Lord of hosts, this is the angelic army, the zeal of the Lord of all these hosts, will perform this. 
There's coming a day in a millennial reign where Jesus will absolutely give us a thousand years off. If you'd lived it like I tried to tell you, if you'd follow the price I paid, it's a thousand year song of this is what I wanted it to be for the first 6,000 years. I'm going to try this side. Amen. <laughs> Just a few more days, a few more hours, and another Christmas will be a memory. If the Lord tarries, a few moments left for us to linger, I guess, in the colorful radiance of a Christmas tree. I love the decor of Christmas. Everything about Christmas to me speaks about that baby. We have a few more minutes to blend our voices as we did this morning and sacred melodies of Christmas. Thank you, singers and musicians, for all the offering you gave us today. And listen, if you think you stand a lot, you're not going to outmartyr me. I stand during all the worship and right now, let's reverse this. Let me sit down and you stand up for an hour. I'd like to just... All this, all this comes and we look at it and it, it builds the joy and happiness and fellowship of family and activities and friends and of course there's fudge. Good night. If God was ever anything, he's in chocolate fudge filled with walnuts. Didn't that just make you feel... <laughs> It'll make you ball, son. That's what it'll do. <laughs> Following Christmas, we'll kind of resume our activities. And for many, the spirit of Christmas and its effect will linger and it'll uh, just kind of subside and dim. However, I believe that Christmas and its truth is far too magnificent to be refined and confined to one day and one season. Whether society wants to recognize it or not, even in 2021, I want to declare something to you. Even though our world does not want to admit it, there is a permanence about this child of Christmas. He is the permanent gift of God, and he was divinely bestowed upon humanity. This brings joy unspeakable and immeasurable happiness because it travels all the way to the depths of the human spirit. Joy unspeakable, this happiness, and above it all, there's an everlasting, thank God, everlasting peace. We can be in the midst of a storm and have peace inside. I know there's a lot of ministers here today and... and uh, and I, I, I always, my theology, I always say, God help me, I don't want to mess up anybody's theology. But I want to tell you, I still believe to this day when Christ was on the shore and the, the boat was rocking for the disciples, he said three words. He said, peace be still. It is my hope and belief, but you can take it, we'll find out in eternity. I believe the first word he said was to the disciples. I believe the next two words were to the seas and the storms. Because I want to tell you, you and I can have genuine peace in the middle of a storm. <laughs> the carols declare the hopes and fears of all the years are met in thee tonight. So who is this child? I want to talk about this Christ of Christmas. Who is this child? 
I mentioned seven centuries before the angelic choir aroused some drowsy shepherd lads in the evening. Isaiah, the Old Testament prophet and evangelist, gazed into the distant horizon. He answered the question, who is this child? And he answered it, ladies and gentlemen, in divinely inspired words. Listen, Isaiah's description transcends the world's shallow idea of religion. Isaiah's description transcends the world's camouflage of what they cannot control and can't explain and they can't put it in a slide rule or they can't put it in a test tube and make it all come out in some kind of mathematical, physical deduction. I want to tell you, God is beyond the mind of humanity. Isaiah's description probes deeply beneath the externals that we're so accustomed to. It, st- it strikes at the very heart of a Christ-conscious Christmas. Unto us, that is Israel, but because he came to the Gentile, unto the world, a child is born. I told you Israel would have loved a king to start with, but he was born a king. That's why Herod was so upset. Where is he? I'll worship him too, which you know was a lie. He wanted to destroy him. Isn't it amazing? Little man gets in a big position and they think they rule something. A child is born, became flesh, a son from the kingdom is given. Try to, try to soak that in a minute. And don't accuse me of believing something that is not true. I want to tell you something. I have faith, and I don't see everything, but I don't live by blind faith. The Scripture says the things that are seen teach us about the things that are not seen. I want to tell you for a fact, Jesus Christ came to this planet. For a fact, he was ridiculed. For a fact, he was crucified. For a fact, he is resurrected. And what we believe about it, major or minor or not at all or totally, does not change one thing about that fact. And that puts faith in my heart to let me know that I'm going to be on the side of an absolute hope and a blessing that God gave to earth rather than try to totally try to tear it apart and make myself superior to some God. Amen. A child is born, a son is given. Isaiah not only describes him, he identifies this child. We read it, five major names. Wonderful. How would you like to be named wonderful? You know, come to think about it, it might be pretty fitting. Wouldn't it, Mrs. Brooks? It only took me 52 years to get that out of her. (laughs) Wonderful. (laughs) Counselor, mighty God, everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. I believe after 20 centuries of change, this so-called modern world needs to know what these names mean, and I want to travel with you just a few moments in that. First, I want to talk about the name Wonderful. In the original Hebrew, it means a miracle. It means beyond the powers of the natural. It's a wonder. 
beyond the powers of man. Wonderful. Jesus' birth was literally a miracle. It was a miracle. And I want you to hear me online and in this sanctuary this morning. The Christmas message is not an appeal to human reason. The Christmas message is far greater than human reasoning ability. The Christmas message is an appeal to the truth of the love of God, and we better be glad. It, 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 it goes beyond what men think. How many of you want to be divinely, eternally loved? Well, it's possible through this eternal gift. The Christmas message, it is appeal to the truth of God's love. And because of Christmas, listen to me, you never have to ask how much God loves you. He answered it. He so loved the world. And listen, don't pass that little bitty prepositional phrase. You can love something, but when you so love it, you give it all. You give it all. He so loved. This isn't shallow, empty-headedness. This isn't, this isn't just kindness in some measure. The Christmas message is the mystery of God's becoming a human being, a man. Listen, it is divinity putting on humanity, incarnation, flesh. It is the creator appearing as a created one in total humility. Because Adam and Eve gave it all away. Christmas message is the Son of God incarnate and as the Son of Man and the carnal reasoning then and today asks in our world how can this be? So in human reason it's fine to ask how can this be? How can this child be both divine and human both a helpless baby and we read it, the ruler of the universe. This is, this is the problem with human reasoning. Ladies and gentlemen, this world, young people, with a world filled with questions, questions unanswered by the thousands and question unanswered by the thousands for centuries. Let us mere created human beings let us not sneer with skeptical doubt, but rather let us realize that the day we were born, we started to age. And let me tell you, I have wrinkles and no hair. I realize that unless the Lord, if the Lord tarries, I'm not going to be here forever. And I want you to know that I should rejoice that our God with omnipotent power can and did perform a miracle. And his name is Wonderful. Because he's wonderful. That miracle became a tangible fact. So let us believe and let us kneel before this wonder, just as did the Magi. He is wonderful. Why? Here's why. Because this babe is a supreme solution for the universal problem of man's sin. He came to be that. He's always going to be that. Here's the great news. I get to be personally acquainted with him. 
Here's something to contemplate. When the stern demands of God's holiness tells you the soul that sins will surely die. And when the stern demands of God's word says all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Then to everyone who humbly and gratefully accepts the Christian message, I will tell you this, a major weight of external baggage is lifted. Why? It said he shall save his people from their sins. And that is a miracle and wonderful. Call his name <laughs> wonderful. Say it with me. Wonderful. Say it again. Wow. The second title was Counselor. Perhaps throughout the history of the world, there has never been as great a need as at this very hour for this old world could certainly use a counselor. For years and years, and for decades and centuries, we have relied upon brain power. We've relied upon man's economic expertise. We have leaned to social powers and to governmental powers, and we've leaned on military might but can I tell you through all those centuries and all those years, even to this present moment, we are still drowning in bank failures and unemployment and plagues and viruses and wars and a moral abyss. So to whom shall we go if there isn't anything wonderful and miraculous and we don't have a counselor? Who has the answers? Thank God the Christmas message comes and says, there is born this day in the city of Bethlehem a counselor who does have the right answers. Would you say amen? Would you say amen louder? Thank you. Wow. What is this counsel? What does he say for the world? You know what he you know what he says? Boy, this will blow all of our priorities out of the water. He says, seek first the kingdom of God. And then all the things that you worry about and tussle for and practice and try to make yourself bigger because you have more presidents' faces collected in a concrete room than somebody else. Oh, I shouldn't say it anymore. You have a bigger number on a computer memory somewhere in the cloud. And we take pride out of all those sort of things. He said, seek first the kingdom of God. And when the world asks, how do you seek first the kingdom? Here's his counsel. He said, I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. Buy of me gold that is refined in the fire. I will tell you this, ladies and gentlemen. His counsel has never failed. His counsel has outlived every despot that ever came and challenged him. He's a counselor. Secondly, he's mighty God. You ever thought about the fact he has to be God in order to offer power over sin? He had to be God to give to humanity a hope that is stronger than human power. 
Have you ever noticed how through the centuries in our lifetime, perhaps decades, have you ever noticed how, how people want a hope? They, they have to have a hope like me. I will do a, 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 a memorial tomorrow for one of my family members, my dad's youngest sister, the last of all of them. Tomorrow afternoon I'll do the service. Stronger than the powers of humanity. This is the mighty God. He had to be God to offer power over sin. It's stronger than human power. If it's not, we don't really have hope. Have you ever noticed how we strive for hope and we strive for hope and we put our, our hope in things and only many, many times be disappointed? Let me just say that he who came to earth and trod the paths of men, he who left heaven to atone by his death for lost humanity, says, behold, as mighty God, I am with you always. What a Christmas gift. We sing it to three songs, Emmanuel, God with us. With us to lead us through difficult paths. With us to heal us from the bruises of life. How many of you know there's just some things God can do? I, I, my wife, I've been married quite a while. I thank God for her ministry of encouragement to me. I'm going to say this. Some of you have heard it before, but I... You know, it's pretty easy today to get your diaper in the mud, isn't it? It's pretty easy to, to always feel the negativity of, of all of And no matter how you try, pick yourself up. Positive confessions and positive words. And we're going to be that's That's wonderful. But isn't it amazing? It always gets challenged. God helps us through the bruises of life. He's with us counseled us through the battles. This mighty God is an all-sufficient provider. He is an all-embracing friend. He is a guide and a savior, a personal deity that walks with me and talks with me, and he tells me I belong to him. There's a fourth one, everlasting father. But separate those words just a minute. Everlasting. Throughout Humanity's long existence on this planet. Humanity has yearned and strained and hoped for something they could build their lives toward, a foundation they could stand on firmly that is unchangeable. For something positive. But human achievement, even at its highest, has inevitably faded and waxed only to wane. Here today, gone tomorrow. Yet here he is. Yet he is. In Bethlehem's manger, the pillar of all the ages. You disappointed me. Say amen. 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 
He who is the same yesterday, today, and forever. This rock of ages. Isaiah said he's everlasting. Ladies and gentlemen, amid the ebb and flow of man's fluctuating hopes and delusions, when friends and family even, all their favors change, and when the dreams are shattered overnight, I want to tell you that still, 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 there is this child. There is this son, God's answer to your search for eternity and your search for security. And even when it comes to the grave, he said these words, because I live, you shall live also. So you let them blow this thing we call a planet Earth up in space. Let them blow it up. Let them just, let them annihilate it. I love the Spirit of God said to Paul, to be absent the body is to be. Absent here, present there. All because a child is born and a son's been given. Everlasting. The other word was father, everlasting father. Listen, when Christ complies with Philip's request back in John 14 to his question, Lord, show us the Father. This Christ answered these words. He who has seen me has seen the Father. They are in unity, total unity. They are absolutely meshed together as Father and Son and Spirit. The Holy Trinity is something that is beyond totally our comprehension, but I know enough about it to know that Father, Son, and Spirit are in unity. Sir, madam, young person, have you seen the Father in Christ? Truth is, you cannot behold the great Creator outside of Christ. Because they are equal, and he thought it not robbery to be considered equal with the Father. And the last one, Prince of Peace. Perhaps the sweetest of the notes of any Christmas revelation. Isaiah said he's a Prince of Peace. We need him, don't we? We need him today. Above all the hatred of a war-torn world, the Christmas anthem, peace on earth goes out. And I love to turn the radio on this time of year and hear God's music, even if he is simultaneously to the world's music. You know, there's some good stuff in the world's music, though. The Christmas story tells humanity again. Let me just stop and, and say something. I've been wondering this the last several days. Don't know about theology about this. But I've been wondering last two or three weeks. I wonder if God, I, I realize that Christmas is not the same season across the world. But I just wonder sometime if most of the world is in a winter season and it gets darker and the grass dies and the leaf falls and the frost comes. It was 13 degrees at my house this morning. It, when, it, when it happened, it happened, didn't it? I just wonder sometime when we don't see the pretty green grass and the, and the flowers and the spring like that and we come to the fall and the winter time of the year, I wonder if God just divinely put the... Because I don't believe Christ was born on December 
First of all, it was a Julian calendar, not the Gregorian calendar. But I, I, I think it probably, if I were to speculate, just my theology and you, you theologians tell me, I think maybe in our month of April, if not perhaps September. But isn't it amazing that right in the middle of all the things that look like it's dying, God says, I offer you life. And we put up a green tree. I like evergreen trees. They're always the same. One person caught it. I got it. The only way to establish peace with our God and peace with our conscience is to come to Christ. This message goes out and says the only way to remove the discord among nations is to come to the desire of all nations. Generation 2021, this Christmas story tells us, by coming to this king of kings who subjected himself to suffering and ridicule, by coming to him, we are offered all the benefits of that momentous peace treaty between heaven and earth And that, ladies and gentlemen, has been purchased by his death and signed by his very blood. What more wonderful a privilege could there be on the birthday of the Prince of Peace than we come to him? And that time where we have an opportunity to once again, by accepting Christ, cause his supreme sacrifice to effect the saving again of another soul. Ladies and gentlemen, everyone sitting here and everyone on the sound of my voice, we're going to spend eternity somewhere. And God, through his mercy, gives us the ability, still in his mercy today, to make that decision. We put it off. Thank God, with Christmas again, we have another invitation. We are offered His peace, not the peace of this world, but the peace that the soul longs for. Yes, the Christmas child, the son, his story. I have to tell you again, reaches far beyond all the reasonings of humanity. It reaches all the way to the inner being, your spirit. He he was promised, and he came. He was prophesied, and he came. It was prophesied he was been born, and he has been. It was prophesied he would be crucified, and he has been. Thank God he was prophesied that he would be resurrected, and he is. And the one who is, the one who came, is coming again. How many in this room are ready for him? How many are ready for him? Christmas? Thank you. Christmas. Don't waste it. Don't miss its message. 
Many of you have heard me say this. One of my favorite people, favorite preachers, just in the gospel, was a black brother by the name of E.V. Hill. I will never forget when I was a teenager, I heard him speak among thousands. And he was a very educated man. His English was used on purpose. I don't even know what I'm going to say. I don't even know what I'm going to say. I've told this enough. Everybody in this room should know it. At the end of his message, this stately old man of God stood and he said, one thing you got to remember. Now how many of you know what I'm going to say? One thing you got to remember. Online, if you've never heard this, one thing you got to remember. All this, this ain't it. This is not it. Don't miss eternity for this because it's going to pass away. It's all going to pass away. Let's bow our heads. Those of you online, those of you in the room, you need to make something right between your soul and Savior this morning. In this room, would you just simply raise your hand and let me include you in a prayer? I'm looking to my left all across this half of the sanctuary. I'd like to be included in a prayer. Father, I want to let you become my Lord. Looking to the west, my right. Any place in this sanctuary. Then to those of you that are online, Perhaps you don't know this, Lord. He was and is deity. He was and is the Lord. His government began when he had a straw for a scepter. His kingship began because a child was born and a son was given. And of his kingdom, there'll be no end. Yes, I know for a while it seems like sin and the enemy, Satan, is in control. But his time is limited. This is not it. Don't miss it. I want to pray a prayer of salvation with you online. If you'd like to come to Christ, follow me in this prayer. God in heaven, I believe that your son was a savior. I receive him as your son and my savior. I thank him for the blood that he shared, shed on Calvary. God, for the sacrifice of his body to us. Lord, I ask you to place my sin under the cleansing flow of that fountain. God, that I may be clean. That I may have this weight lifted off of me. And that there may not be any question about where I'm headed for eternity. For that one who saves, saves to the uttermost. And Father, I ask you to do that in my life today. I receive it and I thank the Lord in Jesus' name. Amen. If you're online, you prayed that prayer with me, please go to our website. Press, that's me. I would love to hear from you to know that our efforts were fruitful this morning.